Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Good morning, and good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Laurie. You're back. I'm back. Okay, that's yes. good. Mm-hmm. So, you had a wonderful time? I love that place. Good. You know, um, I I was there once a long, 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 long time ago. Of course, I've been to Ocean City, I've Maryland, and so they're all right there along that Route 1. And so I've been there, but not in a long time. And uh, it was, Bethany Beach is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's quite, it's a perfect time of year because it's still nice. You really can't go in the ocean, but you can be on the beach a couple days. So it's nice just to be there and hear the wa- waves pound on the sand and the shore mm-hmm. and just... It was beautiful. We had a beautiful, I uh, love that we were in Sea Colony, which so many people go to. We had a three-bedroom condo that looked from on the fourth floor of the Harbor House that looked r- like the bedroom, my bedroom, and then the sliding big, you know, the whole front at the whole end of the condo is, is all glass. And you walked out to a deck, and it was beautiful. So you could see the waves at night, even though it was dark, because you could see the white foam of the waves. And then to hear that, and it was cool at night, but I always kept my window open mm-hmm. at least a couple inches because... I could hear, go to sleep listening to the yep. sounds of silence. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sounds of <laughs> of the waves. I love it. It was great. So what did you do when you were there? Um, we shopped. Did some shopping? Yes. Okay. I, because I've, because I, um, had I had just a couple little things I had to finish up with some of had a couple like just a few and I thought I'll do it while while I'm there. I had to finish up a few of my mother's thank you notes because yeah. I'm I had most of them but I had a couple more that came in later and I just accumulated them so I had to finish I had about 10 that I had to get out and um it was so sitting at the table and just hearing it was a very peaceful cathartic thing for me because it's been was difficult because it had it took me a long time to get all of that throughout this almost 10 and a half months of getting it because i just it was like remembering again and it was hard and i just couldn't do it yeah so little by little I did, and then I, fi- I said, I'm going to finish the rest while I'm away. I think that would be a good way to kind of end that, and it, it was. It was very nice. So we went out to dinner a few times, mm-hmm. and we just uh, hung out. Just It was so nice because the, the setup of the this um, way, the uh, it was a great 
uh, great furniture, really tastefully done, like right up my alley. And so it was very comfortable and cozy. And we, I had um, Meyer and Mary Jean watching uh, Grace and Frankie, even though so some of them now I've seen for the third time. But it was so, it was just so funny because you miss so many things. Yeah. And then I would blurt out the lines and, and, and I would go, do you have these things memorized? I go, well, some of them, yeah. But um, <laughs> it was, we just, just did things. I didn't read one thing. I brought my books with me and never read a thing. Mm-hmm. I just liked not having any plan really it was spontaneous and we did what we had to do it's what you do when you go to the beach it's yeah and even though you aren't on the beach all day because of we were there for several hours one day and then mary jean and meyer went back when i stayed back to do a couple things but it, it was um it was cool but it was nice so um can't wait to go back i would go back tomorrow if i could well my sister and her husband my brother-in-law dave uh celebrated their anniversary which is the 15th i believe of october and they went to cape may for the long weekend uh-huh. and they said it was absolutely delightful yeah, to be there really to really go any nice. of those places now i'm like a jersey shore girl really yeah you're not or you are? I am. I love the okay. Jersey Shore. Yes. But this is really nice. It's beautiful. It, it, I can't say enough. I just love it. The shops, the, the people, everything about it. And how great. long was the drive? About four hours. But it's easy because it's right down. It's the turnpike to 95 to 495 to Route 1. Mm-hmm. And I think 13 is in there or something. But it's easy because mm-hmm. I'm so used to traveling to Philly. Yeah. It's easy. So it doesn't feel like you're in the car that long because half of the way you're in Philly and then from Philly to Scranton, it's like old hat. So yeah. you just don't think about it. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. So, so did had, you find restaurants that were gluten-free, offering gluten-free products? Well, yeah, but I didn't. Mary Jean had gone. She goes every year. So she knew this one. We only went to one. We went to this pizza pasta place that was across the street from the condominium development. And it's very good. And he, they had, she, she, Mary Jean all did the research. She said they have gluten-free pasta and gluten-free pizza. Well, they don't do the pasta, don't ask me why, during the off-season, only during in-season. Not oh. that there aren't people there during off-season that don't, wouldn't like to have gluten-free <laughs> pasta. However, I went with it, and they had delicious gluten-free pizza. It was really real. The guy good. said to me, we have tried so many different shells and we think we nailed it. I said, you did, you did. It was really good. It's probably one of the top three of that I've tried throughout the mm-hmm. my traveling and he's local. Um, so we went there twice, actually. The first night we got there, the second night, sorry, and then um, the night before we left. We went to lunch when we got there at this pretty place across the street as well. And then um, we went to um, dinner in Rehoboth at a place ah. called the Summer House. How far and are they that, away from each other? Oh, they're right. It's like Lewis, Rehoboth, Dewey, and then Bethany. And oh. then down the road is... Then we took. We went in and we went to the Green Turtle in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, because we yeah. took a ride. And we went to a real, real pretty town called Berlin, which Meyer's mother or his, his uncle lived and so there was a real quaint little place to eat and bakeries and shops and the bakery had gluten-free things and so it was um it was nice it was real real pretty little town and uh loved it and then um but the summer house had their crab cakes which are almost 100 percent 
crab oh. were, are always gluten-free because they don't have any breading filler or anything on the mm-hmm. outside. They just grill them. And so they were fabulous. Well, what holds them together? Uh, whatever egg. egg or whatever else they put in it. I don't know. I'm not asking as long as there's no <laughs> gluten. And you could tell that they were... They were, it was really all crab. It was absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was my only seafood kind of thing. Well, no, I had salmon for lunch one day. It was good. Is this the time when uh, those soft soft shell crabs? I are have available? no idea because I've never I've never had one. So I, I, don't know. I think it's a. Somebody I like said crab legs. Better, the rule but. is about um, the months that end in an R. Well, that would be September, October, November, and December. Are the times either they're not available or they are? Oh, I, don't I forget know that. what the we'll deal is. Look it up on a break. <clears throat> yeah, um, we will. But but yeah, it was it's just great. So nice. Well, I'm glad you trusted Mary Jean's advice oh, and yeah. decided to go to Bethany Beach yep. instead of Rehoboth. No, we were always, we, we, I said, I kept saying Rehoboth. We were never going to Rehoboth. Okay. It's the same, to me, they're the same thing. I know. It's just that, because they're so close, it's just that uh, Bethany has the sea colony condominiums that a lot of, a lot of people go to. Oh. So that's, to me, they're all the same. Okay. And we went on the boardwalk and got some Fisher's popcorn and Thrasher fries. And so it was just, you know, it was fun doing those kind of things. Yeah. The board, not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but it was fun. We, we try to hit all those little touristy, landmarky kind of uh, things while we were yeah. there. Did you bring back any saltwater taffy? No. Oh, nice. Mm-mm. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't. I, I, I brought back some popcorn. Oh, okay. For myself. Yes. Um, what else? What is so special about that? Is that the one that has the caramel They have a lot thing? of them. They have, they're all over the boardwalk and different little stores throughout that area. Yeah. And they're old, an old company, and they're, it's really good. And so they have all different, mix, you can but you can order them online too yeah. and stuff. But I, I asked them, I said, can you mix butter, cheese, and caramel? And then they have caramel and peanut, which I forgot. And then they also had cinnamon, which I didn't see till after I got the, so whatever. But I mixed them all because there used to be this popcorn place in Philly at the, um, I can't think of the place. It was all those big outlet places in Philly. What was it called off in 95? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. Well, anyway, there was this popcorn place, and every time we went to this place, we got the popcorn, and it was mixed. I guess, I think it's Chicago style or something where they mix caramel and cheese. So they're mixing the seasonings, the no, flavors? No, just the popcorn's just... already made individually. Oh, and then you mix okay. all the popcorn okay. in, I got and it. then yes. you get all different flavors going yeah. on. So That's pretty neat. Yeah. So that was the week. And then, of course, this week is crazy, and it's sort of like you forget you were even gone because you just, just zoom right that. into... It's like you have no remembrance of the time off. It no. just was a continuum. And boom, because now, of are. course, there's something I was telling you last night. Boom, 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 boom. It's just the time of year. So that's it what is. happens. Yes. Um, so um, how did everything work out with the walk? I think we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, because I, I was. Know. Yeah, I was here before we left. That was the day. Oh, I, that's right. But yes, it was. It was a great time. The that's weather, good. as we said, could not be better. Um, yes, it was, you did say that. It was a great, great time. And uh, again, thank you to everybody who helped and supported and came out. And please come out next year. So um, what's uh, what's up next? 
Um, what are some of the next well, projects? Well, I just had a, I just had uh, Tuesday night, we did a, the Lackawanna County Commission for Women, we did a, a panel discussion on understanding your aging options. Uh, we had Diane Baldy, RN from Hospice of the Sacred Heart, um, Kevin Grebus, um, attorney Kevin Grebus from Colbert and Grebus, who uh, specializes in elder law. We had Terry Hinton, attorney Terry Hinton from Fidelity Bank, trust officer and vice president. We had Jason Jason Kavulich, who is a the director of the Lackawanna County Agent, Area Agency on Aging, and Michael Kelly from president of Senior Healthcare Solutions. And it was wonderful. Did you have and a lot at of the people cultural there? Center, there were 50 people. Good. It was very nicely attended, and I've been getting notes and texts and emails, and even the panel thought it was wonderful. So it was really informational for the people. As Marilyn Vitale said, where were you people when my mother was living? Like, you know, she yes. was, because yeah. it, the, to get that kind of information from these experts was a wonderful thing. Much like we've talked about to Mary and other trust, when Mary was in the trust department, uh, Mary McNichols from mm -hmm. Fidelity and we've mm -hmm. talked about that and Terry's been here it, those things people don't realize are available so right. to have all of them and they all sort of work with each other and refer to each other yes. and so that was really that was really interesting was so we had a great that was at the cultural center again sponsored by the Lackawanna County Commission for Women the, that just ended so that's one of these whew, yeah. because I moderated and um, of course and <laughs> It was it was really good. <laughs> well, did you uh, did you pick those people because they each had something different but related to be on that panel? No, I just kind of what I did and I do as the president when I'm picking for whatever we do. Um, I just thought that we could have had and I said this at the at the uh, uh, discussion we could have had people lined up from in that room all the way out up through the second floor and around of the people that we could talk to to understand your aging options right mm -hmm. because there's so many mm -hmm. things but I had to obviously it was a one room panel discussion so I just looked at health care from a hospice standpoint because I think so many people don't truly understand what Agreed. hospice offers yep. including the fact that I said Diane you have a 10 page you have a 10 um, bed inpatient unit in in Dunmore most people consider hospice to be the last three days of your life which it isn't I said please tell everybody here how many people on an average day you may take care of she said 250 a day mm -hmm. so this is you could hear everybody go oh, like no one no one knew that and the more you get it out and the more they all refer because there's always a referral process or um, this one is going to there or can you the, the, the conversations and then of course Jason who's um, director of uh, the uh, Lackawanna County Area and Age Agency on Aging the information that was given is unbelievable from both a happy like um, healthy lifestyle sort of way to to Lynn he was saying that all the um, the fraud the elder abuse cases and people, that's what I was just going to talk know, about whether it's, it's physical but stealing like the money and we talked about that from Terry from a banker and Michael Kelly knowing what that's like and and where his start came and I didn't realize that Michael started at Allied Services and it's just I didn't either. no and all of the things he's accomplished in life yeah. and what the differences between uh, personal care and 
assisted living and skilled nursing and nursing homes and all those things and how, how what you get and what pays and how many times from from Kevin saying how long out you need to not have your assets so they're not included and if they are here's what happens and if you have a spouse who said it was so mind-boggling with yeah. the information it was yeah. great so if there were any more it would have been I think a little too much like oh, for too sure. much information but it was it was really good so I just pulled people I knew who I thought would yeah. work together and coincidentally it all did and they do they do work together right yeah that's a good idea mm-hmm. oh that was good is he gonna make it a series and do something like well that? michael kelly came up to me afterwards he said you should take this on the road like this you should go so i i think what i'd like to do is like a next one maybe health related because you know dipti pancholi and her her husband is samir and he's a cardiologist no but we talked about this because she's on our commission and we there's so much just plain health care we could do just mm-hmm. uh, just legal just there's way too many things with the aging population in this county it is it is huge and baby boomers both audience. taking care of their parents mm-hmm. or looking at themselves and saying i better take care of myself not just physically but have all these things in line for me if something is to happen so um it was it was really good so we're going to take a quick break you're listening to laurie and lynch we'll be right back it's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the uh, managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the planning needs of baby boomer women and i'm also the host of a podcast called power of the purse and that's available on itunes stitcher and google play and i'm laurie cadden the owner of laurie cadden enterprises which is a fundraising pr and special event business and i must say because i forgot to say earlier i'm happy to be back (laughs) and i looked up the soft shell crab season is typically from early march to late september depending on the weather it says okay so then it's the months that aren't ending there you go yeah that's the one okay all right well whatever um i was gonna oh a couple things i wanted to say um some shout outs to some people uh i mentioned to you when we talked last night that a friend of mine uh gary glover had passed away and his funeral was on wednesday of this past week and um as things happen um, that kind of brings out the childhood friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, John Pezzavano listens to us. Um, Charlie the Strange listens to us. You're kidding. So we wanted to do some shout-outs well, to these West guys. All Westsiders, exactly. baby. West Side is the best side. And, and in our neighborhood, they yep, all grew Park, up there. Yep. And um, I just wanted to make mention of the fact that they, as soon as I saw them and said hi to them, hey, I listen to you on the radio. Uh. (laughs) Okay. So it was uh, kind of bittersweet. You know, it it was nice to see them, but didn't like the reason for why we saw each other. And and it was, um, as we all said to each other, it was kind of scary, you know, because it's... um, it's something that reminds us of our own mortality. mortality yes, it's your contemporary. It's I not know. the next generation. I know. 
And that's a little bit weird. But and he was a young dude. He what oh, was he sixty some? He he had his sixty seventh birthday while he was in the hospital. God. So it was um, yeah, it was not fun. But um, it it all was nice. It was as nice as it could be. And we went back to uh, Cooper's and had uh, a lunch with um, my friend Joan. That's Gary's sister, Joan's. Um, family from Nashville. That's where her sister, brother-in-law, and two nieces live. So they were all there. And I can't forget Andy, who is uh, Sarah, Sarah's husband. And uh, Sarah is one of Joan's nieces. So I guess that makes him a nephew-in-law. There you go. <laughs> so we, we, had a, we had a nice time at Cooper's. It was just wonderful to get together and, and um, Jones and my friend from college, Janice Ackerman, met us there. She lives in southern New Jersey. Did Joan go to college with you too? Yeah. Or just, you guys went to the same college too? Grade school, high school, and college. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Wow. And just at the time that we were there, uh, you know, uh, dealing with the, the whole issue of Gary's passing, Five others of us who went to college together uh, were due to be in Savannah, Georgia. Right. And um, they went, but two of them, well, one of them, I don't think she made it because she sprained her ankle and couldn't walk on her <laughs> ankle. Oh, the other one got there and was rushed to the hospital uh, because she had a GI bleed, Lynn. whatever that. Yeah. So only three of them really of the eight, seven or eight of us actually got there. <laughs> so I said, I think we need to reschedule this. I think. Wow. <laughs> but the ones who did go are all from far away, so I don't think they can come back. The one uh, woman who was Joan's roommate at uh, in college lives in Scotland, and she was here to see her family and to come for this thing. So she probably won't be back until maybe, I don't know when, summer of next year. And then the other woman just recently retired uh, as a school teacher, and she's in California. So she came for, from California. She has a uh, a son, daughter-in-law, grandchildren that are in the on the East Coast somewhere. I think it's in New Jersey, but she may come back to see them now that she's retired. She was planning on doing a lot of lot more traveling and coming back and forth. But it was kind of like the trip that uh, ship of fools. You know, never have been. It just yeah. fell apart. The whole thing was pretty Whoa. bad. So. Um, whatever. Anyway, we we did have some nice conversations, and I'm sure that once everybody gets back to their normal routine in life, we can probably reschedule something like this. How is Joan doing? No, not so well. Yeah. So. Well, we love shout you, out Joni. To Joan. I know you're listening to us. Yes. Aww. And I read, I saw his. I knew he looked very familiar, and he was a banker. Yeah. I was trying to think, did I know? But I don't. I don't remember the it name. It was a loan officer, community bank. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I just, I never, I didn't meet him. That's too bad. Um, you know, and also my uh, dear, my Mara. You know, my sister-in-law Mara. Well, as I told you yesterday, her mom. Um, Marion McGowan, Marion Flynn McGowan passed away 
the other day I was on the phone Tuesday morning and it was like 10 to 10 and I saw Mara calling in and I thought she's a school teacher she doesn't call me at this hour I knew as soon as I saw her name I knew it because her mother was at St. Mary's and she wasn't doing well but uh-huh. um, I mean she wasn't she wasn't so it, it's just it's heartbreaking because I have and then Monday morning I was at a funeral at St. Anne's for one of my best friends since kindergarten. Her mom passed away. Oh. Debbie uh, Sika Davis, her mom's name was Roslyn and um, Roz. And she was wonderful. And I used to love, because when I was a little girl, I would hang out with Debbie, who lived up the street from me. We met in kindergarten, and I would go up. And, of course, her mother was... And then we reconnected when I we went back to middle school in seventh grade. Because then I left Willard and went up, we went to John Marshall. And then we all reconnected and we've all, seven of us have been best buddies, as I often speak of. And Deb's mm-hmm. mom, who I loved, because she made great spaghetti sauce, 100% <laughs> Italian, and would invite me for spaghetti because they all know, all my friends, who were all of them so Italian. Um, yeah. I thought about, like, so many of my, my best friends from high school were Italian. I love mm-hmm. it. And so, anyway, that went on. And now, this weekend, um, my sister-in-law, Mara, who I absolutely adore she and i were married to brothers and therefore our children are first cousins and we both are divorced from brothers but we have the best mara's like a sister to me Mm -hmm. i just love her i love her children um we've just remained so close we've been through ups and downs our you know young lives right through today and um she her family is wonderful um, as a matter of fact i always tell the story sean when tommy was a little boy my brother-in-law kevin at the time they weren't married yet took tommy uh one saturday and he said do you mind if i take tommy over to meet all the mcgowans now mrs mcgowan and mr mcgowan had nine children oh, all right okay so Mara's is the second oldest all right. So I said, no, you can take him. Well, he he went over, and there were so many people and so much activity, and he wasn't used to it. So he sat there and took it all in, but Kevin knew he was a little, like, shell-shocked, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll never forget, we were living... I just had moved back from Philly, and I was in my father-in-law's house for a while, and he came running in the back door, and Kevin was hysterical laughing because of the fact that he you know kind of want to shake him up a little he comes running and he's hugging me and holding on to me i said tommy what's wrong did you have a good time and he goes mama i don't like it to begowments <laughs> <laughs> and it's and so we to this day we say begowments instead of mcgowan and mara was like i'll laugh about it because they had him so riled up yeah i don't like it to begowments so we, <laughs> oh god but we they are the best family yeah I love them, and they're very dear to me and to my children. And Mara is just, just one of the best people you can ever have in your life. So, well, I guess you would say at this point, Tommy's okay with the McGowan. Oh, he's absolutely (laughs) fine with the McGowans. He loves them, but you know that was was so so funny. (laughs) Oh God, I loved it. But yeah, they're good people. So, and I love and Mrs. McGowan. Oh my God, she she was the sweet. She could not. You just felt she grew up with my father. Mm -hmm. So she, we knew, you know, Amara's family. We Amara and I talk about this all the time. The way we raised our children, that we are so alike in the way her mom and dad and my mom and dad raised us we were st- like she'll say did you do- yep and we they, we mirror a lot of that and yeah. it's just it's amazing and then you end up in a family where all it goes back for so many years of the our parents so mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it's a 
she was a special lady so um very fond memories so i just want to know that mcgowan family i'm sure most of you know they're big south side family so um much love to them and i think we'll should we take a, a break what do you think when well we have been another two minutes so what else any other uh, oh well yes um sunday we went, oh, to, went to the, the Jets, Jets game. game. And they won. And they won. And you That's had the, the press inc- pass and you got oh. right into uh, we had the, we CBS, had a pass. was it? Yeah, the CBS, CBS box. box. Yep. And so we were we were there um, for uh, about an hour before the game. And um, it was catered like they always I, are. A, yeah, it looks so much like you had so much fun. It was good. We went outside and sat there for the whole game. Uh, it was just fabulous to watch it live and in person. Beautiful day. But it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I thought I kept saying to Tyler, who was sitting next to me, I said, I don't understand. I don't see that yellow line that goes. Yeah, in to the- know where the first down is, right? <laughs> yes. uh-huh. I said, I can't relate to this. It's, I don't know where they are. That's why I prefer to watch it from TV. Well, I do too. The instant replay, you I don't do see too. that, right? I'm no, sure. you do. Oh, because you it do see it on, on the big screen. Okay. But, but still, it's... it's. But yeah. you, here's but, what but you do. But it's great. You, you trade off something. So what you trade off is the noise and the energy inside of that stadium right. when you're that there. That pumps you up, yeah. It does. It gets... Uh-huh. The, uh-huh, adrenaline the adrenaline flowing, going, yep. and then just to see all the other people that are there with their Jets stuff on, and everybody's so excited when they do something great. The roar is outrageous. Well, the Jets especially, and, and then Fireman Ed was there. You know, Fireman Ed is the unofficial cheerleader. Yeah, and when he stands up and puts his arms out like he's an airplane. Everybody calms down. There is no noise in the okay, stadium. Okay, there you go. And then he starts to lead the J E T S, and it's just fun to see that you you can see it on TV, but you can't really appreciate it. But on the other hand, like you just said, all right, I can see the instant replays. I can get up and go to the bathroom right. in two seconds. Exactly. You know, all that stuff that you take as a convenience, you miss that too. Yeah. So, but every good. once it's in a, great, a while, it's, a it's, it's fun to yeah. do that. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden. The owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. And it's a financial, <coughs> excuse me, financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is uh, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And by the way, hmm. our radio show is also on iTunes as a podcast. Yeah. So go there and subscribe so you won't miss a single a minute. A single minute, this. not one single minute. Yeah. So I can't tell us. you how many people tell me they go in at the, the, the podcast and yeah. listen. Yeah. I, I, love I have a it. lot of people who do that because they can't be here nine o'clock on Saturday morning, but they really love to hear what we have to say. So that's a good thing. Got it, baby. So what else today? Well, I was going to talk about something you just mentioned, which is the scams. Mm -hmm. And uh, the infamous AARP magazine did a story on some of the current ones, the the ones that are going around at the moment. And they're, they're ones that we really, you know, you need to really pay attention to this stuff because it is... It is scary what 
what people can do. And uh, all I'm going to say is that it keeps changing. They shift. So once somebody gets onto them, then they stop and they have a different scam. So all I can tell you is the ones that we know about right now, uh, and is uh, the guy named uh, Frank Abnagali, I believe is how he pronounces his last name, um, very much into this whole thing uh, and bringing to people's attention what the current frauds are. So the, the one that everybody still hears about is the one with the IRS, the fake IRS agents. Lynn, you know what, and I know we've talked about that. Who would believe that? They do, because they, they scare them. Here's what they say. I know they say you're going to be arrested. I've gotten phone calls. I'm like, or or then they oh they'll say something else and you're, uh, and uh, they're calling from Apple computer and they're, tr sorry I don't have an Apple computer. Goodbye. Oh like, there you go. That's that's important. But there are a lot of people who have Apple computers and when they do this ransomware thing, that is serious. What they do is they get into your uh, computer. And they basically <laughs> shut it down. Oh, I know. It's like then, on that um, homeland. Yes. And that, then they, they say that, you know, you have to pay the ransom in order for them to uh -huh. allow I know. it. That's real. That, but, uh, that's not fake. But have they, Do you know, has anyone ever been caught for that, of doing those ransom things? No, because for the most part, the people who do them are uh, out of the country, out of this country, and they also change their phone numbers and mask them with different numbers. So you can go on to Google and say, I need a fake phone number. And so they'll assign you a number, a phone number in your area code, if you want. And then your calls get diverted from that number to your regular cell phone. But the people don't see your cell phone number. They only see that fake number that you got from Google. So that's kind of how they do it because it's easy to do it like that. They can just keep every day they change the numbers. So it's really hard to find them. Well, they were talking the other night about Medicare, about the Medicare Big fraud. Time. That goes Big time. And that's why they tell you when you get those Don't statements. Don't give me information. Yeah, but when oh. you get the statements, if you're on Medicare, you get statements every right, month right. that show you who was actually taking money from the Medicare under your number. Mm -hmm. So for this service, this doctor, whoever it was, they so show you. So you make sure you, it was. Right. You have to look at that and say, wow, I do never did that. that for every once, yeah, I do. I do it for myself, too, because I'm on Medicare. Oh, you are? I didn't know. Yes, well, 65. I know, but yeah. you don't have to, right? Well, you do if you have nothing else. Well, yeah. You do have to, and that's something that people forget. And if you don't do it, they tack on a ridiculous surcharge for the rest of your life. And people don't realize that. But you have to have some medical coverage. If you have some where you're working, it becomes your primary. Medicare can become your secondary. But you have to have... If you don't sign up for Medicare, you're penalized, mm -hmm. and it stays with you for life. Yeah. So that's one of the things we talked about last week, the woman that um, I had on the phone who yeah. was doing. She's a Medicare um, consultant, and she was telling me that she posted something, and I don't remember if it was on LinkedIn or someplace, or her, her partner posted it, that somebody called her and said, I'm in an emergency and I really need some help. My brother, who fell and broke his hip, is 66 years old and I need to get him some Medicare. 
Medicare. Um, I, I think it's too late. Uh, I think you missed it. And th- that's the point is that people think you can just sign up whenever you need it. No, you have to do it at 65 and you have to do it. You start the process three months before your 65th birthday. And then the thing it takes off and okay you're fine you start getting it and if you if you are taking social security which a lot of people are not at 65 then you have to set it up so that it's paid automatically out of your checking account or some way and um then it gets done and then when you start taking social security benefits as retirement benefits then they take it from there before they send you the check lynn does anyone ever outweigh the difference between um, if you started taking your Social Security at 62 when you can versus waiting, because mm-hmm. I know it goes up. Mm-hmm. But it, as it goes up, is that is it disproportionate or, or what it's, regarding meaning this? You've now missed four years of not being paid. So what's the difference between has anyone ever done that? Were you and what is it? It's much greater to wait or does it? It is 20% that you, uh, you lose if you take it at 62, 20% of the full retirement benefit. So if you say, I'm taking it now, then that's what you get for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then when you hit 65 or 60, well, 65, you can work. You can work. You can go back to penalize. But but I think it goes now. They just they change that now. It goes to your uh, normal retirement age. So if you were 66 in two months, then you still cannot work full time and and get the benefits until you're 66 in two months. And then after that, all bets are off. So you can make one hundred thousand dollars a year and still collect your Social Security. Mm-hmm. But before that, you, there's a, a number that keeps increasing every year. You cannot make more than that without having a dollar for $2 recovery from your Social Security benefit. So for every $2 you earn, you lose a dollar in your Social Security benefit if it's over that limit. And it's ridiculous. It's something like $18,000 a year. So that's why it's a disincentive for you to take the Medicare benefits. I'm sorry, not Medicare. Social, um, Security. Social Security benefits at 62. So um, as we keep inching that forward, because we need to keep pushing people past the time when they can get it, there has to be an incentive for people not to take it earlier than 66 and right, two right, months, right, if right. that's the case. So what they do now is they will increase the benefit by a flat 8% right. every year until 70. And after 70, they don't increase it anymore. So it's a significant difference if you take it at 70 than if you take it at your normal retirement age, but some people can't. Yeah. So you take the flat amount, you know what it is, and then you get the annual increase, if there is one, every year, and that's all you get. Okay. Okie doke. Yeah, so a lot of people don't understand the way the game is played, but you know that's how it is. You have to take it, and if you don't, it's a significant penalty if you don't uh, apply for Medicare. So, do you encourage people to wait till, if they can till they're seventy? Then, now that they're if getting they can. That significant, yeah, if they because can't though sixty six is still well, it's sixty six and whatever. I yeah, mean, you know, you will know if you go on to mysocialsecurity.gov, you set it up, and they will tell you what your um, 
full retirement benefit is at what time you can get that so if it's 66 and six months or 67 whatever that is they tell you and that's the date mm-hmm. so so you can go on now like someone like me who's 58 can look to see yes you yeah. can create that yeah okay. create my social security.gov create your own account and they'll give you what they can project based on your current earnings so if you continue to work at the same level you're working now, then this is what your normal retirement benefit would be. But it's not something you can count on unless you know that your income will stay the same. Yeah. Easier okay. for a salaried person. Correct. But for a person who is self-employed, not that easy. Right. So if you have a good year, really good year, that helps to boost up that benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... There's a lot to learn about how to take it and when to take it. And you asked me the question about is it better to just go with the, um, start taking it at 66 and two-thirds or whatever your normal retirement age is, or should you wait? Well, if you have some other assets and you're earning less than 8% on those, then it might make sense to take it. Because if you wait, you're making 8% on that benefit by just waiting. Okay. So this one I have to tell you because I think it's you ask, you know, why do people do it? There's an interesting phenomenon that they've talked about, which they call under the ether, which is a state of mind that people get into when they are made to be afraid and they will do things they wouldn't normally do. So they say under the ether, like you're under anesthesia, right, you're kind of right. wacky. All right. So this one in particular called a woman, um, we never that the person who spoke to her supposedly from the IRS said that she owed them $2,085 in back taxes and that if she didn't put 50% down, she was going to go to jail. <laughs> and the woman told her, we have never gotten a response from you, so it's been considered an intentional fraud and a lawsuit has been filed under your name by the United States government. The arrest warrant is released on your name. All right, oh now that's God. panic. That's people going to panic. The woman said she was scared. She went to a nearby Walgreens and did as the IRS agents instructed her. She bought a gift card. <gasps> and then she scratched off the strip to reveal the numbers on the back and read them to the scammers over the phone. The man told me I had to go back to the store and buy more cards. And she said her emotions still raw almost a year later. I kept telling him how cold it was outside. And he'd just say, that's okay, ma'am. Just keep scratching oh off God. and reading the numbers. What does she gust the second? The man kept her on the phone the whole time, <laughs> warning her not to tell anyone why she was buying so many cards with cash. In oh, all, God. she bought $650 worth of gift cards. Ah. And that was lost, you know, because they finally s stopped that whole procedure. But that was the end of that. So the poor woman was too late, but word to the wise, you know, yeah. IRS will never call you and do something like that. No. All right. Well, we are going to take a uh, no, we're not. We're not no, breaking. We're, we're leaving. We are leaving, y'all. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Nice to be back. Lynn, nice to see you again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though I saw you yesterday. And I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Um, have a good weekend. Be safe. And please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.